Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Books Are Chic. I am so excited to welcome back one of my all-time favorites. I think I just realized she could be the top reigning guest of how many times she's been on Books Are Chic. This will be our fourth time, and I'm pretty sure, and I will confirm in the comments when I post this episode, if that is the reigning longest time. Um, she has been on with her writing partner, Allison Hammer, for their rom-coms, and now she is back with another, because she has another, solo thriller called The Followers, which I read in record speed. I feel like both of her thrillers, you can just she has Imposter and now The Followers. You just read them so quick, which I think is telling of the way she writes them. I am so excited to welcome back Brady Godfrey. Welcome back. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I feel like I just saw you. I know. Over the summer, which was so fun. And I always love having you and Allison on. You and Allison Hammer write as Allie Brady, mm-hmm. um, which I mentioned like rom-coms, just fun summer. There's steam, romance, relationships. And then you come along in your lonesome and write dark murder crime. Crime, yeah. Which I love, <laughs> which I love. Now, my favorite thing though about you, and we have to, and people, like people who have listened before will already know this, but new people listening, first tell everybody what you do during the day. Like what does Brady do during the day? I am a doctor and I work with veterans. Um and I love it. I've been working with doing this for about 13 years. And I work with veterans who've had amputations and strokes and other neurological injuries. And it's incredibly rewarding and very, very exciting. And I love that about you because I am I love all things healthcare and medical and everything. And that's why I feel like, too, in your thrillers, there's always like you just I don't know. You can sort of tell that you have an into the healthcare world, whether it be medical or if it's talking about like drugs or whatever there you can tell that you have the the jargon down um drugs yeah (laughs) I'm like she knows her thing she knows her thing about drugs um but like I was just mentioning before we started recording I love that like you can have wear both hats like rom-com thriller and I love that like people don't need to be defined to one genre. Like I think there's people that enjoy just being in their genre, but I feel like we're seeing a lot more authors nowadays crossing over and like surprising the readers because I think, you know, it's we're the lucky ones because being a fan of Ellie Brady, I know I'm going to get, you know, my summer rom-com from you, but then as a fan, I'm like, oh my gosh, here she goes. And it's the same thing with Allison too. She writes solo novels as well. And I think a lot of writing duos do, but you get the best of both. You get like two for one special. Yeah. It seems like so many more people lately are writing in different genres. And that was sort of a few years ago, it was sort of taboo. Like the publishers wouldn't let you, or they would make you sort of hide it and not let anybody know that you wrote in other genres. But now it seems like it's becoming more acceptable and readers actually seem to be fine with it. They don't seem to get confused, you know? No, because I think when you build like your reader following, they're just excited 
for whatever you're going to give us. And like I said, I think it's so hard when you have a favorite author and like their book comes out and you're like, it's like, it's like binging a TV show. Once you read it, you're like, now I just have to wait. Like, and you can't really savor a book as like, you don't want to drag it out for like a long time. Whereas a show you could watch like an episode a week or something, but I think it's so much harder. So then this, we just get, you know, we know we're getting something else from you, which is always exciting. (laughs) always excited do you feel though and I feel like we've chatted about this before but is it hard for you to switch on and off between doing both or or when you finish an Allie Brady book are you just like okay now I'm in the zone for this other book like how does that sort of work are you writing them at the same time and to not write them at the same time at least in the drafting stage I'm sort of doing one or the other at least that's what I've done so far. I guess we'll see what happens in the future. But it is a little tricky sometimes to switch back and forth to different, you know, a different voice, a different character. But I think it's been fine. So if I'm drafting one, then I can, you know, do edits on the other. That's been fine. But I think if I'm trying to come up with original scenes, it's best if I stick to one at a time. Yeah. You just like keeping it separately. Yeah. Do you yeah. think you will continue doing this both? For as long as you can? Or do you uh, think at some know. point? You don't know. I would like to. I would really like to. It's sort of like you said, it's these two hats. And I like wearing both of them at different times. I love yeah. co-writing with Allison. It's so fun. And I also really like writing my thrillers. So yeah, I'm, I have been a little bit overloaded though. It's been a lot the past couple of years with four books coming out between my books and our, and our co-written books. So I need to take like a little bit of a breather and just slow my pace down and that's fine too so it won't be it'll be there won't be a new Brady Godfrey book next year but maybe the year after we will see what happens okay see that's what I mean I'm already done with this so now I'm just gonna have to wait this is where you know you get a little upset as a as a fan as a reader um okay so let's jump right into the followers there's so many good topics embedded within this book but give everyone sort of the elevator pitch about what it's about and then we can sort of jump into like the why then all that stuff okay so the followers is about a instagram influencer named molly sullivan and she has created this huge platform that's all about honesty and authenticity and she falls in love and she shares the picture of her new fiance right before they get married um, for the first time. And he reacts badly and she doesn't understand why, but she's, you know, agrees to take it down like he asks, but it's too late because someone across the country has already recognized him as the man who this follower out there thinks that he killed her sister and kidnapped her niece years ago and then got away with it. And so she decides, you know, Molly Sullivan posts everything about her life online. So I'm going to use Molly's Instagram post to find her, befriend her, infiltrate her life, get to know this husband so I can find, you know, so she could find evidence to turn him into the police. And so that's what she does. But things get twisty. Of course, it's not all as you expect. And there's some other other bad guys out there as well trying to find them. (laughs) Yes, there are bad guys. We will not give any spoilers. So, okay, the first thing, there was a lot of different topics that you covered within this book. And I think obviously the biggest one being social media and, you know, the influencing and Molly's character, but also um, Liv recognizing 
um, Sam. Sam. Yeah. Why am I thinking Scott? I was getting Sam and Scott always. Okay. Um, (laughs) There was, yeah, I was really like, okay, that was a lot for me to like juggle while I was reading. (laughs) Um, But the first thing that really stood out to me was, and I'm not going to quote it because I don't know the actual words, but you said that, that once it's posted, it always exists. Like once you post yeah. something online, even if you delete it, take it down, whatever it may be, like Liv saw it. Like Molly took it down instantly, but she saw it. And people screenshot things. And like I always have this, and I really haven't had like knock on wood, like accidentally posted anything, but I always think of that in the back of my mind. It's the same thing with text messaging. I'm always thinking like, I don't know if I really want to put that in a text message. Now they have this delete feature, but like, it doesn't matter. Like you could Mm -hmm. put it in a group text and somebody could be on that thread. Like I just kept thinking about that. And I was thinking about that for like my kids and in the future, whenever they get social media. And I always say that to my daughter. I'm always like, once it's up, like it doesn't matter if you, you know, Like that was just always in the back of my mind. And I love that you're bringing such awareness to this. Yeah, it is kind of scary. I mean, I love social media in so many ways. Like Mm -hmm. we've gotten to know each other because of social media. I've gotten to know readers and reviewers and authors. And so it can be this wonderful form of connection. But at the same time, you do not really know who is seeing your stuff and what they are getting from it. And if you share something, somebody can take it a way that you don't anticipate Mm-hmm. And you just don't know. I've gotten some weird comments on things that I've shared that to me seemed really straightforward. And and then, you know, once you start getting a whole bunch of views on something, you always get weird people looking at it and saying weird stuff. And it can be uncomfortable and a little bit weird to navigate. It's so weird. Like you're, you just hit the nail on the head. Like it can be such a great place for so many reasons, whether it be connection or if you're bringing awareness to something or whatever, But yeah, I mean, I've, I always am getting weird, like, and I don't even have like, you know, they're the people that have like thousands and thousands and thousands of followers. But like, when I see like something of mine is like, you've been tagged in a story and I'm like, the heck is like, and a lot of it's like bots and stuff like that. But I'm still like, this is bizarre. Like this is, someone saw it. And now like some weirdos following me. Yeah, exactly. And these people, some of them are just, I don't know. You don't know who they are. You don't know what they want from you. They make strange comments. I don't know. It can be a little disconcerting sometimes as you think, who are these people that are watching my life and what am I sharing with them? (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. So tell me, um, like where was the, what sort of triggered you to, to go into the world of social media, like the sort of darker world of social media. Okay. So I haven't told this to anyone yet. So oh, uh, this is exciting. Sort of like public place because when I did my launch party, somebody asked, did any specific influencer um, like inspire this character? And I said, yes, but I'm not going to name names out of respect to this person. But this person is now all over, all over the internet. Um, If you have heard of Ruby Frankie, who is the YouTube mom who was arrested for child abuse. So years ago. Wait, I haven't. Oh, this is exciting. Okay. So this is a woman who is in my home state of Utah and she had a YouTube, you know, vlog with her family of six kids and they would just post everything about their life. And it seemed kind of wholesome a few years ago, 
Um, and that was when I kind of got the idea for this was a while back. And it felt like she was posting things just her daily life. But I remember hearing about her and just thinking, man, anybody could see anything that they're doing all the time. Like it's a little, it's a little invasive, you know, and how do you decide what to show and what to not show? Anyway, fast forward many, you know, several years, she started sort of going off the deep end and sharing things that were sort of questionable and her viewers got worried and they reported her to like child protective services. And then at some point she got involved with a very strange woman who is, I don't, I, I won't give spoilers on all of that. You can go do a deep dive yes. into her life. But anyway, she um, ended up being, they ended up both being arrested for child abuse. Um, so really took a super dark turn. And um and it's interesting because I've had people, not a ton of people, but a few people who have heard the premise of my book and they've said, well, that sounds so unrealistic. And I'm like, man, the stuff that's going on in real life is crazier than fiction, honestly. So. No, I, none of this seemed like, I read this and I was like, that 100% could happen. Yeah, like, I think it could. And I totally think good. I have not heard about her so that I'm excited to do a deep dive. Um but yeah, I mean, I think I, there was not, none of this. I, I, you're right. Like there are so many weird things and so many things connected back to social media, not even just like, like people utilize, like, I think maybe we talked about this with imposter. I don't know, but just like armchair detectives, like people go on yeah. social media to like figure stuff out. Like mm -hmm. if P and like, it's, I always like think of Gabby Petito because that was the social yes. media piece. Like yes. she was this vlogger, like social media presence. And then people sort of went back to certain things to be like, look there, you know, and it sort of sounds like this, this Ruby was like that too. Like people were like, okay, that feels weird or whatever. So like, even though you think you're just like doing your thing, people are like always watching. Always watching. Yes. Which which is yes. like when you decide to put all of it out there, like you have to think of that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Now I need to ask though, before I do my deep dive on route, like what were things like, was she YouTube or Instagram? But she was Ruby more YouTube. Frankie. Yeah. Ruby Frankie. She was more YouTube and the channel was called eight passengers. And I never really watched it, but I just knew about her because she was sort of a local connection. Um, but it was her, there was, there's a lot of, you know, Instagram moms and blogger moms and now TikTok moms, right? And so yeah. Molly isn't necessarily based on a specific person. There was a lot of people that sort of inspired her. Um, but that was, it was Ruby Frankie that got me thinking about, especially when you have kids, how do you decide what to post? Are you sort of over, overstepping their bounds? I mean, are weird people out there watching you? you would have no idea, right? It's crazy. No. And I think like you just said, what you're choosing to share. Like I always think I have gotten caught up and this is my own fault, but nothing like crime related. But you know, if you start following somebody and maybe they're having a baby or like, and something goes wrong or like, you know, if you follow a family and the child has cancer and then like the child, like you get so invested <laughs> So invested. Yeah. Like like not, yeah, you feel like you know them. Like, 
it can be emotional. You're like, I've never even met these people, but this is the power that it sort of holds on us. And like you, and like, I love the term deep dive because everyone loves going on a deep dive. Like you can go all the way back to people's posts and you're like, okay, I'm all caught up and I know everything yes. about them. Like it is so, the power of social media is just so fascinating. And, and yeah. like with Molly, her followers, like, and you do, I loved the, the, like you have the chapters of the actual story, but then you also have these internet conversations between her followers and, mm -hmm. the, you know, it starts off really like great. And she has all these followers. And then as the story sort of goes on, you see these internet conversations that are like really, you know, me, like mean and mm -hmm. people yeah. questioning. And I'm just like, that's the other part of it. Like when you choose to, put everything out there what everyone's always going to have an opinion yes and they're all commenting on you and that was one thing that I thought was crazy when I started looking into these big influencers is if you become a big influencer you also get all these people so people follow you because they like you and then people also follow you because they hate you mm -hmm. and they start like subreddits and little chat rooms where they talk about you and snark about you and dissect what you're wearing and what you do and comment on things and it's like they get some kind of weird entertainment from bashing on your life that would be so bizarre for me if I knew that there were people out there dissecting my life like that yeah and I can't even I mean, and I and people have like big social media personalities and obviously celebrities too have spoken out about that. And like, you know, this is where this whole mental health piece comes into it. And I feel like you did sort of shine a little bit of light on that with Molly. Like you're questioning everything. It's like, you, you know, a lot of social media personalities, if you're like a big one and say you're documenting your family, like that's a lot of their, that's their bread and butter. Like you're the person like, you know, bringing um, home, you know, the everything for your family and you may have staff and that's their, like they are working for you or, you know, like assistance or whatever. Um, so yeah, I just, I, I personally could not, like I could not even, like somebody put a review under Books or Chic, like on Apple, and it was like two stars because I think the guests that they listened to, like we had a small technical difficulty, but it was such a short blip of time. I was like, I can't really edit it out because it would have just yeah. like messed up the flow of the whole thing for like a two second thing. And they were like, and I just kept being like, really? Like that's, <laughs> I'm getting two stars and like a mean comment about that. Like it, I was just like, I couldn't not hack it in. No. The real yeah, well, social media. I don't read my book reviews because it's, it's, yeah. Right. It's that's a perfect example yeah. too. Yeah. Like you just don't, you know, and of course you don't have to be for everybody, but like people can just be mean. And it can get in your head. I think of even course. if you're a really confident person, it can get in your head and sort of make you doubt yourself, even if you feel good about what you're doing. And I think Molly kind of does that in the book right? She at first comes, it seems like she, I wanted to show her going into this sort of influencing thing for a good reason. She was trying to like support herself because her first husband had left her. And, um, but then it sort of became bigger and bigger and bigger. And then, like you said, all of a sudden it's her bread and butter. And if you stop doing it, you don't have any income. And so you are sort of trying to keep people happy. Um, but also want to be true to yourself. It'd be a really hard line to walk. Yeah. I also love, because I get caught up in this too, 
with Molly that, you know, we go into social media. It's the same thing with like celebrities. You see these things and you're like, oh, that must be so great. Like they're getting all this free stuff. They always look so polished. They're going on these vacations, like all the stuff that we just see. And and it doesn't even matter if you're an influencer or a celebrity. Like it could be anybody. It could be like your next door neighbor, right? We only know what we see. And, you know, you sort of peel that back with Molly. And as the story goes on, you know, there's, there's certain scenes where like, you know, she's like, I don't know if I, you know, who can I invite over or who's going to come to my party or because as time goes on, people are sort of like pulling away, but like, she still has to put up stuff and, you know, put up posts and put up these like, you know, inspirational quotes or whatever. And that's so much of that too, that we just forget, you know, as just viewers and subscribers, it's like, who knows what's going on unless they share, unless they choose to sort of share that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And even what they share is probably not everything. You know what I mean? They may show like their messy bedroom and say, you know, I'm messy just like you, but maybe they didn't show that they had like a mental breakdown the night before, (laughs) you know, everybody chooses what they're going to share and what they're not. Yeah, no. Yeah, I love that. And I I think it's just aside from just the story and the suspense piece to it and, you know, there's a murder and I don't want to give too much away. I think it really does open up a great dialogue just about all sort of realms of social media because there's so many different aspects. And like I said, it's sort of kid. this is the way of the world now. Like we didn't grow up with this. So, you know, we didn't know which I'm sort of thankful for. Like I I think about if there was social media when I was in high school and I'm like, oh my God, thank God, no. I know. It's so like, different for now. Now yeah. kids have this, yeah. And that's like the one, that's the example I think of um, for teenagers. Like you say in the book, like once it's posted, it, like it's always there. And that's mm-hmm. the whole thing I, that scares me because you know kids go to parties people are always videoing it's just like so petrifying like to think this is like the sort of world our kids are in and and we'll have to be part of I know I know it's scary it is really scary um I also loved so yes there's all these things going on but then there is this relationship between, and I don't really, I'm not really going to spoil too much, but Liv meets somebody in the book that we're not really sure about him. And then we're sure about him. So you did have like a little bit of a, a romance in there, which I love. There was a little bit of a romance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you couldn't really let go of it. I couldn't let go of it. I know it's definitely PG 13. Um, It's not a full romance, but um, yeah, I think I have a hard time letting go of that. I think I still like to write like a little romance, a little women's fiction. I'm always interested in relationships and how those play out and how they impact people. And the character of Liv, she starts out like really closed off and I wanted to give her something that would sort of force her to open up a little bit more. So that was, that was sort of fun to write. Yeah, I think, yeah, she was totally closed off and she was a woman on a mission. Mm-hmm. So this element to this person that she meets in the book, I think softened her a little and sort of broke her down to the reason why she was this woman on the mission and sort of like trying to figure out, you know, who this guy was and was this somebody, you know, that she knew before. Um, But I loved that you sort of 
had that woven into the whole story. Um, who was your favorite character to write? I think Molly was. She was just so fun to get in her head, especially at the beginning. I remember the beginning, and this really isn't a spoiler because it's like the first chapter. She's live streaming a pap smear. Yes. <laughs> she's getting her pap smear and she's live streaming it to raise awareness for cervical cancer. And I just wanted something that was sort of like, would just make everybody's eyes widen a little bit. Like, who is this woman who is live streaming a pap smear? And um, so she was just fun to write because she's just a little out there. She's really friendly. She's a little crazy. But then she goes through, you know, a pretty rough time in this book. So sort of helping her navigate that. Her whole brand is about being honest and being herself and being vulnerable. And then she finds out that the person closest to her um, has not been honest with her at all. So um, that kind of forces her to deal with a lot of things she wasn't expecting. Yeah. And at first I wasn't, I wasn't sure about her. Like, I was like, do I like her? Do I not mm-hmm. like her? Um, but then I liked her. I did like her a lot. That and I loved so many, Liv. Yeah. Yeah. So at first, people, am I supposed to like her? Am I supposed to not like her? And I'm like, she's just, she is who she is, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think too, as the story develops, you know, she sort of, because at the beginning she is this influencer and she has all these followers and she's doing all these things and she's so fabulous and fun. And, and then as it, and so you're just like, okay, I don't know if I love that, but then as it goes on and again, you see the real side of her. And like you said, sort of pulling back the curtain, like her vulnerabilities and, you know, what it really is like, then you sort of see, you know, she's just another person, you know, she's a human being and she has feelings and, you know, what would that be like to have to be like on all the time? Like it must be exhausting. Like that's, you know, I mean, it's hard enough to just like type up a post. I couldn't imagine like always being like, hi guys. Like, you know, I think of that in my head. I'm like, I should really do that. Like, that's really how you get the momentum going. But I'm like, some days I just can't. Yeah. It's exhausting and it's relentless. And if you let up, then your engagement dies and you, yes. to, you know, on top of it. And then, you know, the algorithm shifts and you have to figure out what's new. It just, it never ends and you can never relax. That's what I think would be so difficult about, about your yeah, whole like, life. And it would make such a difference if you took like a day off, like people yes. are just always, and now like with the stories, I'm like, you know, I try my best, but I just can't. And that's the other thing too, like you said, the algorithm changes. So like you might get great engagement on one post and then it's just so fat. Like it's just so, when you really step back and look at it as a whole, thinking like, you know, in the nineties and like early two thousands, this in the early two thousands, it was sort of taking off, but it was just like the, you know, AOL instant messenger, but like, (laughs) Which was a big way to communicate. Like that was your away message was like everything, whether it was geared towards somebody or whatever it may be like that really packed a punch. If you, it was huge. It was huge. Um, But just to think about how it's evolved and what it is now, like Pete, like perfect example, Molly and this look like people are making actual salaries off of posting on social media. It's crazy. It is. And when it's just like livelihood wrapped up in it, I don't know. It just takes it to a whole level. Yeah, totally. There was some influencer. 
someone posted, she's like a chef and I'm blanking on the name um, that people were watching and started getting worried. And I don't know if she had like a health problem, but she was getting so thin and mm-hmm. somebody had posted how they were like, people were concerned. She had like this massive following and she, that's where I always thought about, cause they were like, you know, she carries her whole family plus like extended family as like her, her staff, like, and she has like a cookbook and stuff. And I'm like, you know, I can't imagine the pressure of that. Like if you don't keep it moving, people will suffer around you, like important people to you, you know? So it just raised a lot of good questions. This would be a great, it's a good book club book. I think it's a good book club book, especially for moms raising people to go out into the world and have to be living in this world. You know, I think it brings up so many good points. Okay, so you're not, we're not going to get a Brady Godfrey thriller next year. You're not. We're getting an Allie Brady. Okay, you are working on something. Yes. We're getting an Allie Brady. Remind me of the name because the you just did the cover. Yes. We had to change the name and the name is um, Until Next Summer. I keep forgetting what the name is. It's Until Next <laughs> Summer. <laughs> Wait, what was it before? Well, it was just a placeholder name. We called it Camp People because it was Camp people. people. Yes. It was just a placeholder name. Um, And then, you know, our editor and our team at Berkeley were like, um, can we pick a different name? And we had kind of gotten fond of Camp People. And they were like, well, it's just, it doesn't really tell you anything. And I said, okay, fine. So we picked a new name and, but it is about adults who go back to camp, two best friends who have sort of drifted apart and then they go back to camp for an adult camp. And there is like romance and nostalgia and skinny dipping and kissing and all that good stuff. Friendship. Love it. People need to read both of your, both of your back catalogs because they're both so good. And I loved Imposter. I loved Imposter so much. Okay. Now we have asked you these questions. So some may change may have changed since we last chatted. Um, But I'm still curious. And if they didn't, that's fine too. But definitely like your last favorite book and all that stuff has changed. Okay. Um, The author that inspired or inspires you the most and why? Oh, man. Let's see. You know, probably like Leanne Moriarty, um, Lisa Jewell. They just really they're such good writers um, and write things that just these characters that make me become obsessed with them and want to know more and more. So I'll pick them. Those are two, two really good ones. Two of my faves. Um, Okay. Current TV binge series. So I'm late to the party on the bear. So I get into the bear because I didn't watch the first season when it came out way back when. And then the second season came out and everybody was talking about it. So then I had to go back and watch the first season and then just recently watched the second season and so good. Honestly, kind of blew my mind. It was so good. Um, I loved it so much. It is so good. I did we I think we talked about it with Allison because maybe Allison and, then, and I watched it. Yes, and I hadn't watched it yet. You hadn't watched it. It is so good. I think people, I don't know why, like I you're not. There's tons of people that I'm like, oh yeah, I've heard of that. I'm like, and maybe, I don't know, if you just see a preview, you might be like, eh, a restaurant. It's so much more than just like a restaurant show. It is. And the character development is so good. The writing mm-hmm. is so good. You start to 
really care about the characters, especially as the season progresses. I just, I really loved it. Yeah. It's like a family show. I yes. loved it. Um, okay. Last favorite book and current read. Okay. Let's see. Last favorite book. Well, I just mentioned Lisa Jewell, but I have to say her last Did- book, her book that just came out, None of This Is True. That's what it's yes. called right now. It's so good. Did you love it? I was like, at the end, I was like, WTF. I was like, yeah. what? It reminded, yeah. it had like essences of verity to it because there was some really messed up stuff. Yeah. Yes. But it was so good. I thought it was like one of her best for sure. I, I, I agree. I really, really loved it. Um, and then I'm reading right now. This is totally obscure. Nobody knows this author but me. <laughs> I love it. His name is David James Duncan, and he hasn't written a book in like 20 years. Um, okay. 20 years ago, he was like one of my favorite authors. He wrote a couple big books that probably you don't know, but they were called The River Y, The Brothers K. Really wonderful, wonderful books. Hasn't written anything in two decades. And I just walked into the bookstore and I saw that he had a new release out. And so I immediately bought it and I'm reading it. And it's so good. It's called Sun House. It is like five inches thick and... I don't even know yet what it's about. I just know that I'm in it till the end. And I'm just, I'm just in it. He just (laughs) writes really really great characters, wonderful characters. I have no idea where the plot is going because it's like we were in one person's head and now we're in a totally different place. And, but the writing is so good. And anyway, David James Duncan's Sun House is what I'm reading right now. I don't know how it's going to end. I'm only 150 pages in. Is it a suspense book? Is it? No. What is it? No, fiction. Just fiction. literary fiction? I don't know. Oh, what okay. You call it, but it's sort of set in like the Western U.S. It's very grounded in the Western United States. So like Colorado and Montana and Oregon and that whole area, which I know fairly well. So it feels very, I don't know, it just feels very familiar to me. Um, okay. But his writing is not, his writing is not like super highbrow literary. It's very easy to sink into. Um, yeah, okay. we'll see where it goes. No idea where this book is going. Okay. <laughs> I love it. But it's long. But it's very long. Yes. Okay. So you're, you are committed. I'm committed. Um, Sand or snow? Sand. I Yeah. Yeah, sand. I don't like being cold. It, I don't like it when it's dark in the winter. So sand. Yeah, all the way. I like being warm. I like the sun. Okay, yeah. sand. Um, Coffee or tea order? Um, let's see. I like a chai a lot, like mm-hmm. a dirty chai. I like okay. that. I like, I kind I am not a pumpkin spice latte person. I like the pumpkin. So the cold brew with the pumpkin sweet foam. Have you ever yes. had that? Before? I haven't. Is it good? I really, really like it. So it's like cold brew with pumpkin sweet foam. I think, I think that's what it is. I think that's what the order okay. is. It's, it's very Was, good. Were we talking last Maybe Allison talked about that, like nut pods. Oh, yes, we did. I, I, did you bring that up? Okay. Yes. (laughs) But she travels with nut pods. She takes them with her everywhere she goes and like adds it to her coffee when she orders places. I do not do that, but I do like it at home. Um, I do like the nut pods at home. Okay. I'm going to try. I saw them and thought of you guys. And yes, I, she said, she's like, I have them in my backpack. He does. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I like that. You know what you like. Um, okay. Favorite bookstagram account. Oh man, that is a tough one. So many bookstagram accounts that I love. Let's see. Who am I liking lately? 
Um, ba, 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 ba. let's see. Good grief. This is totally making me go blank. Well, I love Katie needs a bigger bookshelf. I'll give her a shout out. Yeah. I, you follow Katie, I do. So supportive. I love Bookopotamus too, because she does those really cool like art. She does sort of like an artwork of your cover. Yes. Um, did she did the followers and it totally made my day so I'll shout those two out I love them okay okay oh I'm gonna go back and look at her book about um okay name an author you'd love to have coffee or a cocktail with I can't say Lisa Jewel again can I <laughs> I mean she would be a great person to have a cocktail she just seems so see cool wouldn't yeah. it be so cool though? Like that the thing about that book that really blew my mind was there's not a ton that happens at the beginning that you're just introduced to these weird characters. And I was like, what is up with these people? There is stuff going on in their lives. I cannot figure it out. They are weird. What is the, why is this woman wearing denim? All denim all the time. All there's denim all the time. Why is there baby food? Baby yes. food? Yes. I could That's not figure it out. I couldn't either. I didn't know where it was going at no, all. Like no so I, I was in it. That. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can have, that's a perfect. How premise. did you she, do that? How did you come up with this completely wacko premise and then pull us all in? Like, I wonder if there's something we don't know. Like there was some weird story over like in England that this was like, you know what I mean? Like, where did she even? Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, that book was really good. I was like, could not stop reading it because I was just like, what is happening? Yes. Um, yes. Who is your style icon? Style icon. Man, I'm so not very stylish. Um, you, I mean, you are. Your office is very stylish. If people um, are I don't feel like I have that many style icons. I can't think of anybody. Um like like Sandra Bullock let's say her she's so elegant and classy she is she I yeah. love that choice I 100% agree um book you wish they made a movie out of um other than my books just kidding <laughs> no let's see um man so many um I mean I would love a book of Lisa, a movie of Lisa Jewell's book. We keep going back to that, but it would be so interesting um, with the podcast element and everything. I love that. Um, and let's see, what else can I say? Um, man, I'm struggling. I'll say that. I'll just say that one. That would that would be good. And then the other one of hers that I loved, which might have been the one that came up before that, was I think it was like called "The Night She Disappeared." Yes, that was a good one. That was a good one. I mean, I think any of her books would make great be movies yeah. because there is this like element to like a, a thriller or suspense books like set in London or England. Like it get you just feel like it's like, I don't know. There's just something. There's a show. Actually, sure. I'll tell you this. There's a show that just came out on Amazon Prime on Friday. Speaking of mm -hmm. British. And it's a thriller. And at first I thought it was a book because when I saw the preview and Taylor, they, they, they showed the preview and like tag Taylor Swift. Cause they use a Taylor Swift song in the preview and you were like instantly sucked in. 
And um, it's a it's a thriller. And I was like, oh my god, is this a book? Have I read this book? I didn't. It's an Amazon original, so no book called and it's called Wilderness. Ooh. And it looks like it just looks amazing. So you have to check it out. It's called Wilderness. Okay, and I will. The, okay. the husband and wife are British. And there's a whole element of like cheating. And then there's like another woman. And then there's looks like there's a murder and and the wilderness. There's something in the woods. Okay. All right. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Best advice for an aspiring writer or reader? Let's see. I think for an aspiring writer, you know, it's this sort of long road. If you want to get published, it's most people, most authors have had kind of a weird road that didn't go as expected. And I think you have to be willing to sort of weather those bumps in the road and Mm -hmm. be flexible because I was looking back, thinking back to where I was like five years ago, I would never have expected to end up where I am now. I never thought I would start co-writing, had no idea that was going to happen. Um, And I honestly thought that The Followers was going to be my first book published because I actually wrote that one before I wrote Imposter. So, but then we just didn't end up finding a publisher for it. It didn't work out at the time. It was such a, it was just weird. There were so many near misses. And so then I wrote another book, Imposter, and then my publisher picked up the followers for the second book. So looking back, I, if I had just been sort of stuck on with mm-hmm. my idea of where things were going, I would have missed out on a lot of things. So being open, being flexible and being willing to try new things, you know, don't just get stuck on one way of doing things. I think it's great to work really hard on a book and revise it and do your very best with it. But then you need to sort of put it out into the world or do whatever with it. And then just, work on something else, like keep working on different things and be creative and push yourself. Love that. Um, Okay. Tell everyone where they can follow you since we talked all about social media. I'm most active on Instagram at Brady Godfrey and yeah, just follow me on Instagram. I have a Facebook page, but I'm not very active there. So Instagram is where I mostly respond. You're good on Instagram and everyone should grab the followers. I think it would be, like I said, I think it's a great topic of conversation brings up a lot of good points and like you said thank goodness for social media because then you and I we connected I was like I need to have you on my podcast so I thank social media for that and I really truly I'm sticking to my word I think you you're the longest running guest now on books number four I will confirm this fact (laughs) you just have to keep writing and coming back and then we'll really have some award or something but um thank you so much as always thank you so much it's always so fun to talk with you I love talking to you too and thank you everyone for tuning in